Hello, welcome back to Miss Dawn Stream. I'm your host, Bethany Doolin, and I'm so excited for today's episode. Um, I told you last week that I wanted to start having guest appearances on my podcast and talking about their dreams and their goals, kind of tying in to the whole title, Miss Dawn's Dream. I can sit here all day and talk about my dreams and my goals, but you know, it's not all about me. And I really wanted to connect and have a conversation and let you guys hear a conversation and and let other people tell their stories and their dreams and their goals. And when I was sitting down, coming up with a list of names of who I would potentially like sitting down and having that conversation with, I this girl popped in my mind and her name is Tori Jackson. I first met Tori when I was living in Nashville. We both served at the same breakfast and brunch place. She is so sweet, so nice and truly living the Nashville dream, which you will come to know as you uh, keep listening on. I'm going to have all of her music listed below with along with her Instagram handle. So go show her all the love. She deserves it. And let's just jump right into today's episode. All right, so we're here with my first official guest, I guess, Tori, and I'm going to start off with asking every one of my guests, like, tell me about yourself, but in a way of like, tell me about yourself with your dreams. So you can go ahead and just jump right into that. Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be your first official guest. (laughs) Um, My name is Tori Jackson, and I am a singer-songwriter. I'm from Lake City, Florida. I was born and raised there and uh, moved to Nashville, Tennessee just a year ago. I've been here pretty much a whole year with my husband and my French bulldog, Kona. Um, I'm 22 years old. I graduated from University of North Florida last April with a degree in business management Let's see what else is interesting about me. I'm a lover of coffee and coffee shops, anything like that. Um, and yeah, I'm pursuing a dream of being a country music artist here in Nashville, Tennessee. I've got music out on all digital streaming platforms. And yeah, just living the Nashville life and um just chasing my dreams. Yeah, that's so fun. Life. You're actually like living the Nashville life. There <laughs> like, <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What made you want to move to Nashville? So I've always, I guess, I don't know. I have always been a singer songwriter, always, you know, written songs and knew that I wanted to do that um, kind of as my career. And when I was actually looking um for colleges, I looked at Belmont University. And oh, yeah. My mom and I came on a trip up here and we took a tour of Belmont. And I was a junior in high school. And I remember just literally getting off the plane and like coming downtown and just saying, like, no matter what, even if I don't go to college here, like, I'm going to live here one day. I just knew. Aww. And so I ended up not going to college at Belmont. I stayed in Florida for college. But literally two months after I graduated college, I moved up here. I just knew it was – it just felt like home to me the first since the first time I came. And I made several trips back and actually lived up here for a summer um, in the summer of 2017 in between semesters at college, I moved up here, didn't know anybody. 
And I just wanted to make sure like, okay, this is what I really want to do. It's where I really want to be full time. And so I came up here and spent a summer and it was just confirmed everything. So then I got up here as quickly as I could. And it's been that great. sounds so fun and like special that you knew that moment when you got off like, okay, this is like, I want this to be a part of my future. Yeah, for sure. I just knew. I was like, this is where I got to be. So, yeah. So when you started dating and then officially got married, what was your husband? Like, was he like, I will follow you anywhere or like kind of indecisive? Like, what was yeah. his feel on all of it? Yeah. So he, Mason is my husband, Mason Tyler. He um is pretty much the most like laid back chill guy ever um but literally like whenever we started getting serious I pretty much told him look you know I'm going to Nashville so (laughs) if you want to marry me you want to be with me like you have to be okay with that because I'm going and so yeah like whether you like it or not this is what's happening that's what I'm doing so if you want to be with me you gotta be cool with that and so he was like I'm fine with that so he was totally cool with it um and you know was was supportive he's always been so supportive of my dreams and pushing me and encouraging me and he knew that like I needed to be up here for my dreams um, yeah like to be able to make that happen and so he gave up a job that he really really loved and I mean it was that was really hard um but he knew like it it was kind of now or never like yeah it's gonna be like if I wanted to do this it was kind of like you know, you just kind of have to go for it and you can't wait around for 10 years and then try to do it kind of thing. I was like, all right, now's the time. So we got to go. So he's, he's been great and supportive um, the whole time of my music career. So that's so sweet. I definitely feel like it's an all or nothing kind of thing. Like you just kind of got to jump in and see how it is. That's yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> that's what Josh and I did. We just like jumped in, moved away and then once I got there I was like okay maybe this isn't for us (laughs) yeah I know I miss you I'm like oh my gosh you need to come back to I miss Nashville (laughs) so much I love Nashville and everyone's like did you just not like it there I'm like no I love Nashville like you do get that feeling like the first time I visited was with one of my friends I think two years ago and I was like I just love it so then I brought Josh back and then I was like do you just want to move there and we had no reason like you had music backing you up we had no reason at all we were like okay sure why not it was so fun even as like as like a young married couple it's so cool to just get out on your own like away from your families I feel like and just figure out who you are as a couple and like have that independence starting out you know yeah I think that definitely is kind of our situation we just like took that first six months and like figured it out but I love Nashville and I feel like Nashville is like the perfect place for you yeah well thank you yeah I really 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 love it here so who and like what inspired you to make music like when what age do you think you would have been when you were like okay like I actually want to make this serious yeah so let's see I started singing when I was like a little girl in church that's kind of what got me started and I was in all the plays and just loved having solos and all that kind of stuff and I started writing songs at a really really young age too I was probably in like fifth grade when I started writing songs oh wow yeah I didn't even know it was like a weird thing to do I just like (laughs) I would listen to Taylor Swift's first album and like try to write songs that sounded like hers and um so it was just something I always kind of did 
And I would say when I was about, I was going into my freshman year of high school and that's when I decided, okay, I'm, I really want to be serious about this. And so I ended up like stop playing sports at that, at that point and switched over to taking guitar lessons and taking like vocal lessons and, you know, traveling on the weekends to perform at different places around Florida and South Georgia and competitions and, you know, at restaurants and just pretty much anywhere I could play. And, um, just pretty much putting the time in instead of just doing nothing or hanging out with friends. I was like, okay, I, I want to make this happen. And so I, that's when I really like shifted to really putting the time in and the work in for that. So I, that's when I too, I was like, you know what? I got to go to Nashville kind of thing. So, yeah. So yeah. Cause you were already doing the work. You just needed maybe a place to help you. Right. Oh, for sure. And like, especially being in country music, you know, Nashville's just the place for it. Like, oh, that's, yeah. You just kind of got to get here. <laughs> so. And at least try it and make sure that it is. I feel like every music artist that is country, like, needs to be in Nashville at some point. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's, there's like, you could definitely go to LA and do a lot of stuff or, or I don't know. And some people do make it work living in, you know, Florida or wherever, but it's just, yeah. The connections here are just crazy. You you never know who's going to be show up at one of your writer's nights or who's going to show up, you know, at one of your shows or happen to hear you somewhere. And there's just... Have you noticed that since you've been there? Like, just, like, oh, have yeah, more of an opportunity? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Even, like, the waitressing. Like, I've been waitressing, you know, for a while since I've been here. And the people that I've just met through that is crazy. I've met so many people that I've ended up songwriting, like doing co-writes with. And I've met people who are famous songwriters. And I've met like all sorts of people. I ended up serving Miranda Lambert. Like that would never happen if I didn't live in Nashville. So it's just crazy. I mean. Yeah, there for sure are opportunities like surrounding you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just like nowhere else. So I, I absolutely love it. So going back until like you said, probably like freshman year, that's when you kind of quit sports and was like going full force with music. What was your parents' reaction? Did they kind of see it coming or were they like, their, what was their support level? Oh my gosh. My parents have like encouraged me and supported me since day one with all, with everything in my music. And they um, have like, just helped me so much through everything. My parents were, my dad was a youth pastor and my parents had their own ministry. So financially they couldn't really like support as much as they wanted to, but they were always there like helping me do fundraisers or things like that to be able to record. Um, actually my first EP that I ever did, I, it was my senior year of high school and I wanted to record an EP in Nashville. And so I needed to raise about $5,000. And for me, that was like a lot that I needed to raise. And so I put on a community-wide block party, what we called it. And it was at my parents' property. And I ended up getting sponsors from all around our town, different businesses and things like that. Had people like different sponsorship levels they could do. 
and um, I had different bands from our community come out and play and I performed as well and it was like a ticketed event type thing and so I ended up we had like 200 people show up and I oh wow that sounds so fun it was so fun (laughs) and I was able to raise the money for my EP and it was just awesome like my parents were there like the whole time helping me with everything and like just they want this for me as bad as I want it and so that's like the most encouraging thing ever is to have those people who are always pushing you and always have your back you know wow that is so sweet that sounds like like so much fun yeah oh my gosh you put on that whole thing yes everybody was like all right are we gonna make this an annual thing and I was like no this is too much work (laughs) I was like go all in wow that's a lot of work yes it was but oh my gosh it was fun that sounds so fun okay so how would you describe your musical goals like what is your 10-year plan Okay, 10 years. Let's see. I'm 22 now. So by 32, I would say I would just like to be making a living doing this and, you know, being able to actually, um, I guess, put like full time. Yeah, like put music out full time and like have that as my my main job and not have to like have to do something else. You know what I mean? Um, I would love to be like playing shows out more and, um, just like traveling the country and, and playing different shows and, um, really just putting out music that like inspires younger females. I feel like that's kind of always been my, my goal with my music is to like encourage younger girls because I feel like that a lot of that is needed. I feel like yeah, for sure. Middle school, high school age girls, even college age girls need like positive role models, need people you know, telling them and showing them that like your worth doesn't come from a guy or doesn't come from like how you look or like things like that. And I feel like I needed more of that in my life and I want to be that like positive influence to younger girls and like have a voice in that, um, if that makes any sense. And so, oh, that makes like, totally sense. Yeah, I just want to like use my platform and my music, um, kind of for that. So, because being that middle age high school girl is so hard. Like, I feel like we pro- we're around the same age. So our generation, like, I remember YouTube came out and like mm-hmm. Instagram when I was in middle school. Yeah. And now noticing the difference in like even my sister when she's like four years younger than me or especially, like, middle schoolers now, like, having the platforms to look up to. Yeah. Like, the difference in how middle schoolers are even acting. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, Like, you for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's just because they have access to everything. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you definitely have a chance to, I feel like, more now than ever, influence, like, the age that is probably the hardest on girls. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So So bouncing off of that, what are your non-musical goals? Like your 10-year plan, like not including music or like music is there, but yeah, yeah. Just a different aspect of that. Yeah. So besides that, I, um, let's see, hopefully have like a family by then. And, um, I'm like not ready for that right now at the moment, (laughs) but, um, hopefully by then I'm sure 
I, I will be ready. Um, let's see what else I would love to Mason and I really want to, um, like buy some land and like build a house. We, we both come from like the middle of nowhere in Florida. And so we both like the idea of being a little further outside the city and that's the reason we moved back because I'm yeah. used to that. Yeah, that's how I'm I grew so, up. Like yeah. 20 minutes from the closest grocery store, like, you know, just like on a bunch of land with my family and riding four wheelers around and crazy stuff like that. And so we both want that. And I think I don't see us living in like a subdivision and everything. So hopefully by that point, we'll, you know, have like a house of our own. I'm also really into like, we both are into like flipping houses. The idea of that Mason is really, really good with like his hands and building and all that kind of stuff. So we've always talked about the idea of buying kind of like investment properties and flipping them and kind of getting into that a little bit in our spare time. So, so you're just going to be like the new and improved Chip and Joanne. Basically. <laughs> the Nashville Chip and Joe. Yeah. So that would be pretty cool if we could do that. Um, I also really want to be involved in like, um, I'm, I'm like really big into like mission, mission work. And I've done like a ton of mission trips and like throughout high school and college, I went to Africa, Guatemala, a bunch of times, Bahamas doing mission work. And so I would love to have like a big role in, um, I don't know, like, like like going more than once a year I guess you could say like spending yeah even like a month a year or something in a different country like doing mission work and stuff like that like that's a really big part of my heart and I want to continue to like get more and more involved in that in global missions wow. so that's so powerful so we'll see <laughs> well, do you yeah, see yourself like staying in Nashville or do you are you like no I need to be like closer to family and move back to Florida um Right now, I would say I see us staying here, which is in Florida, and it's really far. It's like nine hours, so I definitely miss them. But I would say, I would say this like this just feels like home to both of us, and we just love it here so much. We've, you know, this past year just made so many friends and. Um, and it's fun because like our family loves to come up here and they come and visit us all the time, which is so much fun. And I just, I just see us staying here. I see us building our life here. So, Aww. you know, that could change, but I'm also like, <laughs> trying to convince my parents to move up here. I'm like, oh, that would be so fun. I know. So who like, knows? why not? <laughs> Maybe when we have kids, my mom will, will be like, I have to be close to my grandbabies. So. We'll see. Yeah, nine hours is a long drive. Yeah, it really is. Because Josh hours is three hours. <laughs> but I'm flying, and the flight is so quick. It's like 45-minute flight, so it's almost oh, really? yeah. more worth it to just do that, especially because they're so cheap right now with coronavirus and everything. So that works out for sure. <laughs> so do you think you'll stick to country music? Or do you see maybe your genre kind of changing a little bit? Or is that kind of your route? Yeah. So it's actually interesting you say that because I've actually felt like 
since, I don't know, the beginning of this year, I've been feeling like I want to release something that's not necessarily country. And so I've been exploring writing different stuff. I've been writing some Christian music and like worship music and stuff. And I actually just wrote a song that I'm planning on recording very soon. And I wouldn't say it's really country at all. Like, it might have some country, like, influence in it, I guess you could say, like, with the production and everything. But I I don't know what the – it's not necessarily a Christian song. Yeah. But it's more – I don't know, just kind of like – not – not like indie, but like, but I don't know. It's just yeah. I, don't, I think I know what you're saying. Like a a country song, you see what yeah. I'm saying. So it just like has like a positive message, and it's just kind of about like asking the questions of like, does everybody else kind of struggle like I do? And it's just a very personal song of like, he, this is what I struggle with. Like this is like here are my insecurities. I these are things I don't share, um, but. Like, does everybody else struggle with these things too? Or is it just me kind of thing? And just kind of like asking those questions and like, am I the only one who feels this way? Um, and so anyway, I, I posted like a little snippet of it on Instagram and I got a That's what I was going to ask. I was like, is this the one that you posted on your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I got so <laughs> much good feedback from that. And I was like, you know what? I really just feel like this is what I'm supposed to record right now. So I've been talking with it, uh, my producer up here, and I think we're going to record it pretty soon. So, so you're just so following we'll your heart. Whatever music you create is what you're creating. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going with right now. So we'll see where Aww. that takes me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said at the beginning of this year, kind of you were like getting in. What is your creative process like? I want to know that. Yeah, yeah. So, man, it's funny because like, with each song, it could be a little bit different. Like, I don't know, some people might do, you know, they have to be by themselves in a room with a candle lit. And like, that's where, you know, (laughs) their songs come. I'm like, I feel like a lot of times I get my inspiration when I'm driving. Um, A lot of times I'll just turn the music off and like turn on my voice memos, my recorder on my phone and just kind of start like singing melodies or like whatever kind of comes to my mind if lyrics come and just sing that into my phone and then later I'll go back and like try to add guitar to it or something like that and a lot of times yeah I don't know why driving is like it's just kind of like my therapy and so when I just have time to like process everything because I'm not like looking at my phone or on Instagram or like doing something else, yeah. I can just kind of like focus on just like what I want to say or what I've been thinking. Um, your mom's going to be like, you better be taking that nine hour drive here and do all of your creative exactly. thinking. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I also do a lot of co-writing and that's something that I never really did before I came to Nashville. But here, like, everybody does co-writing. So I started doing a lot more of that this past year and just learning about the power of, you know, collaborating with other people and feeding off of each other. And you kind of learn who you work really well with. And it's a really fun process, too. Um, So sometimes I feel like a song can come out in, like, 10 minutes for me. 
And then other times I feel like I work on a song and revise it for like, you know, a couple weeks or something. So yeah, it just kind of depends, I guess, on the song, which is kind of crazy. Like my song Fight For Me, um, that one's out on like iTunes and Spotify and everything. I wrote that one in like 20 minutes, I think. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like my most popular song on like Spotify and everything. So it's just you never know, like sometimes it just comes out in 20 minutes that's yeah, like no time it's so funny that one I actually Had- wrote on piano um I don't typically write on piano I'm not great at it I just know the basics but I wrote that one um just in my bedroom on my piano and that was that. so piano and guitar what else do you play or if anything um yeah, so pretty much just those two. I have a mandolin that I can play like a few chords and that's about it. <laughs> um, but mainly guitar and then I took piano lessons for like six years when I was younger. And then oh, wow. I quit because I wanted to play guitar. So I begged my mom to let me take guitar instead. <laughs> now I'm like, I wish I would have stuck with piano too. Cause it's I love the piano. Oh my gosh, me too. So now I took piano for like three weeks and then the teacher quit. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I'm like, I know all like the theory behind it, but it's just actually playing it is kind of difficult. But anyway, maybe one day I'll take some lessons again. (laughs) Is it hard to play live? Like, is it scary? Like your first time coming to Nashville, like being in Nashville, like your first gig, were you nervous or was it kind of the same as playing back home? Um, I would say it was probably the same. Like, I thrive off of live performances. Like, those are just, like, that's one of my favorite things is interacting with a crowd and, like, like just telling my stories and sharing my songs with people. Like, that is one of my absolute favorite parts of, like, being a songwriter and artist and everything. And I feel like it's it's pretty much the same here because I did so much performing in Florida that mm-hmm. it wasn't like a new thing for me when I moved here. Um, I have been able to do a lot more full band gigs up here, which has been a lot of fun because it's fun to like not just be me and a guitar, but have the full band. And um, it just makes it more of like a full show. You know what I'm saying? Um, which is so much fun to me. And I love like, you know, like feeding off of the energy of the guitar player and the drummer and like everything like that is so much fun to me. Um, that sounds so fun. Yeah. I love I'm going to have to come see one of your shows because all COVID and everything happened. So I never got to come. I know. I'm so sad. I literally, <laughs> I had so many like upcoming shows again that like got rescheduled and I was so excited. And then now they got canceled again because Nashville went backwards into phase two so we have here too in Kentucky. Oh, it's frustrating. I was like, no. I want to talk about that because you've had kind of a rough year. Like the tornado happened and yeah. then three to four weeks later, maybe not even that COVID happened. So what is your take and like how has this year been on you? Yeah. So for anybody listening that doesn't know, Nashville had some like crazy stuff happened so march 3rd um one of the worst tornadoes to ever come through nashville came through and my husband and i 
we were living in Green Hills and then we moved to East Nashville and two days later, two days after we moved into our new apartment, um, we were in like a duplex house and the tornado came through and just wrecked our house and our entire like cul-de-sac was just gone. And so we had to move again and, um, we now live in West Nashville. So we moved (laughs) twice in a matter of a week. And literally as soon as we got into our new house, that following week is when I lost my job and everything shut down. So it was just like, okay, now you're in this new place. And you're like finally about to try to get settled back down. Then it's like, okay, now you can't work. And uh, Mason was working from home and you can't go anywhere or do anything. (laughs) So it was a very interesting, I guess, few months. Um, But I feel like it could, it could have been a lot worse. Like I'm just so thankful that one, nobody in our cul-de-sac got hurt or died or anything. I mean, that was a miracle in and of itself because it literally like our neighbors roofs and walls were gone, completely gone. And we were the only one in the cul-de-sac to still have a roof on. So everybody came and spent the night in our house just to get out of the weather. They didn't have anywhere to go. And so they came and and stayed with us and just piled in in our living room. And it was, and so it was just a miracle that everybody was okay. I feel like it was a lot more traumatic for all of us if, you know, somebody in our neighborhood would have really gotten hurt. Um, that oh, was already a blessing. Second blessing was that we were able to find our new place in West Nashville so quickly. I mean, we found it within a few days, and that's a miracle. Like, yeah, and we're <laughs> trying in- to find a place is so hard. I know, and it ended up being the same like price and like in our budget and everything, and we love it over here. This place is so great and like it as you know it's hard to find somewhere decent in Nashville for an affordable price and so that was a huge blessing and being able to just get settled in here and honestly it was nice to have this time like at home I feel like to process all of that and Mm -hmm. because it was a lot to process and I feel like it was it was good to just have that time right after okay like now you have to actually stay home like it was good timing because one, I needed to set up our entire new place. And two, <laughs> I was so mentally exhausted from everything that we had just been through. Oh, I can imagine. It was good Jumping back into work home. would be so hard on you. Right, right. So it was kind of good to just be home and like have Mason home. Thankfully, Mason didn't lose his job and he was able to work from home. And so we were just able to have that time together and just kind of just kind of be here and and slow down and decompress and everything so it was good it's been Josh good. and I our parents woke us up like we didn't even know anything was going on we were getting phone calls and tons of texts and we woke up and we we're like what is going on cuz it didn't it was like 5 minutes away from us but we had like no bad storms like nothing traumatic enough to like wake us up and we were waking live. um East Nashville, but like low, like at the bottom of East Nashville, kind of. Okay. 
So it barely missed like where we like kind of Murfreesboro area. Okay. So it barely misses. And his dad is like calling and he's like, Bethany, wake up. I'm like, what is going on? He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh my, like, of course we're okay. And just seeing all of that and hearing it, like, we were like, just woke up. I'm like, what is going on? And then Josh worked for the post office. So he delivered the next day. And he said, like, just driving around and seeing all of these places literally the day before that he had delivered to being perfectly fine. And then he would took me back that evening and was like, like, this is what it happened. I was like, how did we sleep through this? Like, that was pretty rough. Yeah, that's crazy. We we didn't even know it was coming either. Like we woke up um in the middle of the night to like our windows busting through. Like that's what woke us up. We had no idea it was coming and it literally hit our house. It was like literally the sirens went off after. Like wow. 30 minutes after everybody was in our house, we were all like freaking out and then we heard the sirens go off and we were like, okay, well that was, that's not helpful for us now. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy how it's just like out of the blue. Now I'm always checking the weather. I am literally oh, I know. like the weather queen. Now I'm like, um, let me see if it's going to rain tonight. <laughs> tornadoes all the time. I know. I remember Josh was like, okay, maybe we should actually like download a legitimate weather app on our phones. I was right? like, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to be paranoid forever. Literally. Oh. Okay. And then we moved into this place and we have like, there's this big dog park right behind our house and it's just for our apartment. So it's like literally right behind us. And they have oh, this right. huge tree. And there was a huge storm that came through about two or three weeks after that when we had mm-hmm. moved into our new place. And the tree fell like the, onto oh, the house my. right behind us. This huge tree. And it was such a big storm. I was freaking out. And then I look outside the back window and this giant tree had fallen on this house. I was like, I've got PTSD. Like, I'm oh freaking out. <laughs> it was crazy. And everyone was okay in that situation, too? Thankfully, they were, like, brand new houses that no one had even moved into yet. So, I mean, it kind of sucks for the construction people, but (laughs) at least nobody is there. So, anyway, I was like, I'm over this Tennessee weather. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, then COVID happened. How has that changed what you do with music like playing shows has it helped any like you being creative and coming up with songs because I know you wrote a song about the tornado so how's like this whole process been I feel like it's been even just for Nashville as a whole it's been hard because I feel like everything has just kind of had to press pause like I had another song that was supposed to be coming out so I released a song um called favorite thing in March and Mm -hmm. it was literally the week that everything shut down and so I was supposed to have shows to like play out and promote the song and everything I remember that yeah and they got canceled so it was (laughs) it was hard because it was just like okay that's not at all how I planned for the release of my song to go after spending so many months and so much money like pouring into this song and like the promotions and like everything for it for it to just be like okay now you can't play it out anywhere it was like oh wow. okay and I was actually planning on releasing another song like 
a month and a half after that, and I just decided, like, okay, I'm now's probably not the best time. Um, yeah. So I ended up not releasing that, and I really just tried to focus on, like, getting back to – I told you I was, like, I, I do a lot of co-writing, but mm-hmm. I feel like I had been neglecting just, like, writing by myself. Um, and so I – kind of took some time just to like I was saying earlier just write whatever I felt like writing instead of being like I'm gonna write a country song just kind of yeah just kind of whatever was coming to me and so I did a lot of that I ended up writing um a lot of worship music and stuff and um, just some Christian music which I hadn't done in a really long time and so that was that was pretty cool um and then I got back into some co-writing through like zoom rights um (laughs) writing over zoom which has been interesting (laughs) I'm like it's kind of difficult but I mean it's not the worst thing ever at least we have that option (laughs) we have the technology for that um but it's I would say it's just been a a good time to like pause and reflect on goals and dreams and like we're all kind of at the same spot right now. Like every songwriter, musician, artist, everything, nobody can be touring. Nobody can be playing out. We're kind of all just at, at this like same point of like having to just stop and be like, okay, this is out of our control, but we just have to kind of do what we can do right now. And we're all in the same, we're all in the same boat here, you know? So it's been, it's been good in that sense. And, um, I, I don't know, live shows like on Instagram are a little weird for me. (laughs) I feel like it's just hard for me to like talk to the screen, but I did feel like the Lord was asking me to do, um, a worship night on Instagram. And so I started that, um, I wanted to talk about that. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So I was so nervous about doing it, but it's called unmasking. And basically, I just, on Wednesday nights, I um, go on Instagram Live and play some worship music. And sometimes I'll have artists come, like different songwriters or um, singers or artists come on and um, play one of their favorite worship songs or an original worship song. And it's just a time that I feel like social media can be so negative and so depressing just getting on there and scrolling and seeing all the negativity and all the craziness that's going on in the world right now and so I was like what can I bring to the table that's positive or encouraging or like to help people feel like they're not so alone during this time yeah Um, something uplifting and so that's why I just felt like okay I can I can do this it's something small but I feel like if somebody hops on and watches, like, they can be encouraged. They can, like, I always ask people, you know, if you have any prayer requests or you're going through something, like, please reach out to me. Like, this is meant to be a community. And, um, yeah, so it's been really cool. I've had several different people come on and play. And um, I've saved all of the different ones um, on my Instagram TV so people can go back and watch them. Oh, they are? 
Yep. Yeah. They're all on okay. there. So. I last week almost I got on in the time difference. We're like an hour behind here. And oh, I got on. I was like, yay, I finally catch one. And it was the ending. You're like, okay, bye. Oh <laughs> my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. So, so they are I, saved. Yes. They're saved on my Instagram TV. Okay. And I have them all in like a little series um, called Unmasking. So you can go back and watch whichever one you want. Ever. Okay. I'm going to go do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's it's been really fun. I had my friend Charlie on last week, and the week before we tried and technology, it just kept crashing. I'm like, I am so not good at technology, but I'm so frustrated because <laughs> we would get like halfway through my song, and it would just crash. And I was oh like, no! What do I do? So we tried to start over like three times, and. Anyway, so we tried again last week, and it kind of did the same thing, but we at least got through some of it. So, anyway, (laughs) it is what it is. (laughs) I think that's great. I feel like during this time, I was at home. I mean, we didn't work for two months because we worked together. So, I think it was exactly two months. I think March 16th is when, like, my last day was, and May 16th is when they were like, okay, we're reopening things. Let's come back. So, during those two months, I mean – all I was doing was sitting at home, like on my phone. So right. that was like the most encouragement or like powerful content that I was consuming because a lot of the, my followers do follow Jesus and we're posting quotes or their experience or like just being so open about it and having an open conversation with their audience. And that was like the best people I think I could have followed during that time because it was kind of awkward. You were just sitting at home. You didn't know what to do, but you have so much like spare time to do anything with. And it's like, I don't want to waste this time or I don't want to be looking back and say, wow, I spent two months scrolling through maybe like pointless content that I didn't really learn from or didn't like stick with me. So I think that's amazing that you were one of those like platforms and are continuing to do so with something that is being powerful and like speaking to people and using social media for something like that rather than maybe just posting something that they're not going to remember in a week or a year. Right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's definitely, like I said, outside my comfort zone to go in there and do that. But Sometimes it's just like when you feel the Lord telling you to do something, you just got to do it and trust that like he's got a reason and a purpose for it. And so, yeah. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. I love that for you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So I think that's it. I did want to ask you one question. Like what is the biggest piece of advice for someone in your shoes? They live somewhere. They want to pursue music. They are thinking about to moving to Nashville, like what is your advice? Should they move to Nashville? What steps did you take that you regret or what steps that did you take that you were like, this is a must? Just your biggest piece of advice for someone kind of in your shoes. Yeah. My biggest thing, and I'm like going to say this, but I'm still learning it myself. My biggest thing would be like, don't compare your journey to someone else's because I. I struggle with like comparison and um, feeling like, you know, if someone else has done something and I haven't maybe gotten that to that point yet or whatever else, I like get down and frustrated with myself. But you just have to know that like 
everybody's journey is different and there's room for for everybody in this business. In the music business, there's room for my songs, your songs, and the next person's songs. Like it's not one or the other. So don't compare your journey to my journey or someone else's. But I would say like you just have to keep going. The people that are successful are the people that don't give up. It's not the people with X amount of money or X amount of followers or X amount of whatever. It's just the people that every single day, they just keep going and keep going. And it might be five years. And this they say this is a 10-year town. So like you just mm-hmm. got to know you're going to face a lot of rejection in whatever you do in life. Um, but especially if you choose to do music, like you're going to face a lot of rejection, a lot of people telling you no, a lot of people saying, you know, you can't do this or you're not enough of this. But again, like just be true to who you are and know why you're doing it and just put out the best music possible that you can and be kind to people, be genuine to people and just keep going day after day and not compare your journey to someone else's. Wow. That is my advice. (laughs) Which I'm still trying to learn to myself. So (laughs) Oh yeah. Was it hard like moving here and then trying to find friends or like just a crowd that you would be able to write music with and just connections? Like was that hard moving and creating those? Or did it just kind of seem to just kind of fall in place and be so natural? Oh, I would say it's it's always hard like especially any new season in life is hard because you might feel alone or like you're the outsider or something like that so I would just say when you move here if you're going to move here just put yourself out there like you have to be willing to like you just have to get outside your apartment get outside of your house (laughs) go to writer's nights go to shows go to literally anywhere you can and just introduce yourself to people just that's literally all I did was like I was like okay you know what I see this show is tonight like I'm just gonna go and then I'm gonna introduce myself to this person afterwards and just I just moved here and everyone everyone who's lived in this town pretty much has came from somewhere else most people have and so they've been new here they know and most people are willing to grab coffee with you or hang out or write or whatever and so just put yourself out there. Like, don't be afraid. And if people reject you or say no, then like they probably weren't the best people to be hanging out with anyway and (laughs) move on to somebody else. So just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Wow. I love you, Tori. You're amazing. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for having me on this I love your story. You're so welcome. You're so sweet. And I miss you so much. (laughs) This was my quarantine project. Like all of this came to life during quarantine. And then I was like, I need a guest. And you were one of the first guests I thought of. I was like, Tori, I need her on my podcast. I'm so proud of you for doing this. And it's always the hardest part of anything is starting it. And so you you have overcome the hardest (laughs) part and now you're on a roll. And so keep going. I'm so proud of you for doing this. Thank you so much. That is all I have. I'm getting off of here and going to go watch all your IGTVs because I thought they were gone forever. (laughs) Sounds good. Bye.